Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so yesterday morning, news started to break about a blockbuster FBI investigation into college basketball recruiting. Now, college basketball recruiting has for a long time been a cesspool. And by cesspool, I mean there are a lot of young 16, 17, and 18-year-old four- and five-star recruits that are not allowed to go pro, really. And as a result, they're funneled into college basketball where they are ostensibly not allowed to be compensated for what they do. Now, I have talked to a lot of people in college basketball, and I had been hearing for a couple of years that the going rate for a top college basketball player was around $250,000 and that by and large, the way that that money was being paid was through sneaker deals. In other words, the sneaker companies out there were finding ways to sign these kids before they became NBA players, give them money during the course of their time in school, And then when they eventually go pro at 19 or 20 years old, you've got an end to sign a real shoe deal with them. And this is something that I think is pretty well known across the landscape of college basketball, that if you want to get top talent, certainly the five-star variety, you're going to have to pay for it. And that's why I think it's so interesting that everybody reacted with such shock when we found out that assistant coaches at Louisville, Arizona, Auburn, Oklahoma State, and USC were allegedly actually coming out and getting paid. Now, uh, paying players to come to their schools. Now, here, like, let's take a step back. Sometimes I get asked, have you ever had your opinion change on a major issue? This is one that I would point to where my opinion has changed over the years. And I think a big part of it is having seen the physical toll that in particular football takes upon your body, both in college at a high level and in certainly the NFL. I don't begrudge any college athlete who believes they should be paid. Now, I understand people out there who say, oh, I... I think that college athletes getting paid is crazy. They get paid for a scholarship. I disagree. I think that if you are a young, very talented college athlete in football or men's basketball producing the revenue that you do, I don't care whether or not you're getting paid. In fact, I certainly think you should. And I would encourage people to ask themselves this. 
Why do you care if a star running back in college football gets a really good car? It's a big controversy all the time. I think fans enjoy the idea that their rival schools pay for players, but they don't. I'm here to tell you, if your school is a part of major college athletics, then they are paying players on some level. The idea that only a couple of schools are out there paying is flagrantly wrong. Now, could there be some schools that are going, let's say the speed limit is 70 and they're going 80? and other schools are going 120, yeah, I think that's probably true. There are some schools that more aggressively break NCAA rules, but I believe, and I've said this for a long time, if you go to, if you root for a major college athletic program in basketball and football, and you have decent recruits on your team, I think that your school uh, has got players that are being paid outside of existing NCAA rules. Now, the big question there is, again, why do you care? I think I, my logic here is pretty consistent. I am a believer in markets. I believe that the best talent deserves to make as much money as they possibly can. That's predicated on my idea that in a meritocracy, the cream rises to the top, whether you're a hedge fund manager, a doctor, a lawyer, a roofer, a basketball player, a football player, if you are the best at what you do, if you are discernibly better than other people, you should make more money than they do. That's a very capitalistic belief, right? I'm the ultimate believer in capitalism. And so when I sat around and thought about the logic on this, when I really broke it down, I had a, you know, the the concept of this is, is the logic has to be consistent. So when I see that this exists, first of all, I find all the people out there who are like, oh my God, I can't believe that they were paying for college basketball players to be laughable. Because think about it. If you believe in markets, which I do, then these kids are an undervalued asset which aren't actually being paid what they're worth. And when you have an undervalued asset that isn't allowed to be paid what it's worth, effectively what you have is a black market. And if there is substantial demand for that, then you're going to have an underground economy where things outside of the realm of quote-unquote lawful activity take place. Now, this happens now with sports gambling, right? Technically only one state in Nevada are you actually legally allowed to gamble on sports? Technically, every single one of you that does an NCAA basketball pool where you put 20 bucks in and whoever picks the best bracket wins, technically that's illegal under all laws outside the state of Nevada. Think about how crazy that is. All of you are violating the law when you put money into an NCAA bracket pool. Now, I saw a study yesterday that came out where 55% of Americans, including 62% of Americans under the age of 45, believe that sports gambling should be legal nationwide. I think that's kind of becoming a universal opinion. But when you see that, or I see that there is a massive drug trade, a lot of demand for drugs in this country, right? But it's not technically legal. How about prostitution? A lot of demand for extra sex that you pay for, right? But it's not technically legal. When there is demand for a product and the existing laws or regulations keep that product or that person from being compensated for their talent, you end up with a black market. And that's why all these payments have to come under the table. So I have no issue with this. Moreover, I'm also not surprised by it. So when I see that five schools are getting busted and assistant coaches are being charged, to me, I don't understand why we care. Now, I'm going to play you the audio uh, from the U.S. attorney who's bringing these charges. His name is June Kim, involving Louisville, Arizona, Auburn, Oklahoma State, and USC. But I'm going to let you listen to this. I just disagree with him. I don't believe that this is a 
big deal in college sports. I don't particularly care whether guys are being paid for their talents in contravention of NCAA rules. I don't care if people are paying players. Like I said, why do you care if suddenly a running back or a quarterback is driving around in a Range Rover? Why do you care if they got a nice car? You work hard and want to get a nice car. Why shouldn't a college football player be able to work hard and get a nice car? He's de- he's risking a lot more on the football field every week than you are. Let's keep talking about this, but pl- first let's play that audio. Here's the U.S. attorney discussing bringing charges against all of these assistant coaches involved in a paying p- pay-for-play scandal. The picture painted by the charges brought today is not a pretty one. Coaches at some of the nation's top programs soliciting and accepting cash bribes. Managers and financial advisors circling blue-chip prospects like Coyotes. And employees of one of the world's largest sportswear companies secretly funneling cash to the families of high school recruits. Fraud, abuse, and corruption of the type alleged in the charges brought today contaminates all that is good and pure around it. And it has no place in college sports. Why not? Why why does it not have a place in college sports that if you're talented and you can't go pro under existing NFL and NBA rules, why should you and your family not be able to get money for that talent when the schools are making billions of dollars? Again, this is something where I've changed my opinion on. I want to be logically consistent. What's amazing to me is the number of you out there right now who are potentially conservative, who believe in lower taxes, who believe in business success, who believe that individuals should be paid as much money as possible, who turn into Marxists when you talk about capitalism existing in college athletics. What's the big danger here? See, my general precept is this. If you are 18 years old, you should be able to go pro in whatever path of life you so desire we don't ask taylor swift to go sing in the chorus at vanderbilt university right nobody's saying oh you got to go sing in the chorus at vanderbilt university taylor for three years before you can release an album and make money we don't demand that leonardo dicaprio go to usc and star in cat on a hot tin roof before he goes out and makes titanic and becomes a superstar in Hollywood. We don't even consistently demand these things of other athletes. In baseball, at 18, you can go pro and make millions of dollars. In hockey, at 18, you can go pro and make millions of dollars. In golf, swimming, pretty much every sport you can imagine, soccer, tennis, pretty much all of these sports you can go pro at 18 years old. Why is it? that you can't go pro in at 18 in football or in men's basketball. I'd submit to you because the colleges have set up a rigged system where they make all the money off the top elite talent at 18 and 19, 20 years old. One reason that my opinion on this has changed substantially is the risk factor. When I saw what happened to Marcus Lattimore, I went and watched Marcus Lattimore carry the ball 40 times for over 200 yards for South Carolina on the road at Florida. That one South Carolina, it's only SEC's championship. They went on and got crushed by Auburn in the SEC title game that year. But when I was watching that game, I went down and watched Marcus Lattimore be interviewed after the game. And I said, man, this guy is only 18 or 19 years old, but he's ready to go pro. He was able, at that point in time, if he so desired, to be a first-round draft pick in the NFL. But NFL rules don't allow you to come out until after three years from your high school's graduation. So you have to play for three years of college football. So Marcus Lattimore had to come back for his sophomore year, and he tore up his knee. And then he had to come back for his junior year, and he tore up his other knee. And then he went pro, and he never played a down of NFL football because his knees got torn up 
in his sophomore and his junior year. Now, maybe Marcus Lattimore would have never decided to go pro at all, right? Maybe he would have not left after his freshman year. Maybe he would have gotten injured regardless. But to me, he should have had that option, especially in a physically demanding field like this. And this is where I want you to take a step back and think about this from an analogy perspective. If I told you right now, regardless of what profession you do, that you are guaranteed in one year to sign a $25 million contract, okay? Guaranteed $25 million contract. But in the space of this next year, while you do your current profession, you could lose that $25 million contract forever. Is there a single one of you out there right now that would not immediately quit your job and sit out for a year? Whether you're a roofer, a dentist, or a radio show host like me, I think every single person out there right now would sit out for a year rather than risk the possibility that they would lose that $25 million guarantee. If you told me right now, Clay Travis, your contract is up in June of next year, which is true, and you are going to sign a $25 million guaranteed contract for radio, guaranteed when that contract is up in June, but between now and then, you have the capability potentially of losing your voice and never, ever being able to do the radio again, guess what I would do? I would sit out. I'd say, you know what? I'll take off the rest of that time. Not worth the risk to me. Love you guys. Love getting up in the morning and starting the day with you every day. But if I knew I had a guaranteed $25 million waiting for me, and in the meantime I could lose my voice and never be able to make money in radio again, I'd say peace out, and I'd chill for the next seven or eight months until I could sign that $25 million contract and come back. If I'd do it, if most of you would do it, isn't it crazy that we do that to college football and college basketball players? I just think it's wild. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What about L.A., Danny G. and and Justin? Do you guys have particular cares here? No, I actually I like your take on this. But uh, the one thing I would ask you, Clay, and it, it brought to mind what has happened in the past in radio and record companies for years. I'm talking years. There was pay for play. And it's kind of a thing of the past now uh, because of, you know, the fact that there's only a couple of major broadcasting companies running the show. But back when there were a lot of different owners of radio stations, you know, if you had money, Clay, and you were running a record company there in Tennessee, you could get your artists all over the country on the radio. And everyone knew it was going on, but nobody was really doing anything about it. So The only thing I will say, though, is that killed the independent artists, that killed the independent record companies. So would there be a way to protect the the fact that the smaller programs, would they suddenly not get any players now that they... No, no, yeah, it's a a good question. Like, first of all, I think every NCAA rule is a sham. I hate unnecessary rules, and I hate unnecessary bureaucracies. To me, the NCAA is that to a T, right? Because think about NCAA rules. The NCAA exists as this huge bureaucracy to manage college athletics. What does it actually change? How many people out there right now are making a decision between going to Southern Miss or Alabama or making a decision between going to Eastern Kentucky or Kentucky to play basketball? Nobody. All the NCAA rules do is create a barrier to entry without changing a substantive impact. In other words, the top players go to the top programs no matter what the rules are. If there were zero NCAA rules, Kentucky would get the best players in basketball and Alabama would get the best players in football. Generally speaking, right? USC is not getting out-recruited by Fresno State. Florida is not getting beat for players by FIU. The top players go to the top programs And all NCAA rules do is create a huge bureaucracy for no reason that doesn't change the substantive outcome. 
And look, I think that the top players are the only ones that are going to get paid. A lot of guys out there are getting value over and above what they would actually be worth, right? Like if you're a two- or a three-star guy, you might end up being a really good player as you age and develop and your talent comes to full fruition, but you aren't going to get paid that much money. We're only talking about the very top echelon players. And this is where college athletics is getting screwed by the age limits because if you allowed 18-year-olds to go straight to the pros, then the top players in college would need to get paid under the table. right? That's to me where I think age restrictions to me are unconstitutional and should be illegal under our existing federal and state laws. Now, so far, the law doesn't agree with me, but I think when Maurice Claret filed that lawsuit saying, hey, I should be able to go pro after my freshman year at Ohio State, I think he was right. I think that not allowing a player to go pro is a restriction. I think certainly in basketball, we have seen innumerable 18-year-olds who have gone in and done fantastic work and proven that you can go straight from high school to the NBA whether it's LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Amari Stoudemire, there's a long list of guys at 18 who were capable of going pro instead of going to college. If you allowed that to happen, then you would eliminate a large degree of the black market because guys would be able to go straight to the pros and these sneaker companies wouldn't try to get in touch with them already. What you do by requiring one and done is you're putting somebody who's worth millions of dollars into an artificial lineup here where they're worth millions of dollars to a Kentucky or a Duke or an Arizona. And instead of being able to make that money, those kids have to wait and make money in a a year or two years. And in the result, they're going to get paid in some way. But, you know, again, 877-996-6369. Let me bring in Eddie Garcia for an update, but I want to leave you with this thought and also get your reaction. Why do you care? Like, I would love for somebody to call in and explain to me why, as a fan, you feel like top college football and basketball players shouldn't be able to be making, getting paid something, right? Getting a nicer apartment, getting a better car, getting put $200,000 into their bank account. Why does that matter to you? All right, Eddie Garcia, give us an update. Well, Clay, in baseball, we got five days left in the regular season. Let's check the games involving the playoff races in the American League, where the Twins top the Indians 8-6. to six. Minnesota's magic number to clinch that second wildcard spot in the American League is at 1. The Angels did avoid elimination with a 9-3 win over the White Sox, but one more loss for the Angels, and they will be out of the playoff picture. The Yankees beat the Royals 6-1, to one, while the Red Sox lost to the Blue Jays 9-4, to four, so Boston's magic number to win the AL East remains at three. News from the NFL where the Miami Dolphins reinstated linebacker Lawrence Timmons after he was suspended indefinitely for going AWOL prior to week two of their game against the Chargers. And in the NBA, Dwayne Wade reportedly going to sign that one-year deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers for the veteran minimum of around $2.5 million. My man, uh, we're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios where it's easy to save 18, uh, sorry, 15%. 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Justin Cooper, your thoughts here. Yeah, I just wanted to follow up on, on what Danny said because I, I kind of have the same opinion as, as him. I don't have any problem with the idea of players getting paid. But, uh, you know, to, to what your response to, to Danny, like, you know, the top players are going to go to the top schools anyway. And, and sure, I mean, you know, that's probably true about the, the top recruits coming out of high school. But, you know, what about those those diamonds in the rough like that? You know, they can still get scholarships. Well, sh- sure. But like, let's say, you know, you've got somebody who's not not highly recruited coming out of high school and then he goes to a, a small you know school like, you know, Kent State or something like that. And he blossoms into one of the best players in the country he's going to want to transfer out of there as soon as he, you know, breaks out of his freshman season so that he can get paid at USC or, or Alabama. Uh, That might be, that might be true, but I mean, I don't know necessarily that there's anything wrong with that. Like everybody, you know, if, if, if you were right now doing this show and suddenly you got offered to go to another show where you made a lot more money, we would just call that taking a better job. Oh, I don't, I don't think it's anything wrong with the player deciding to do that, but I, I just think it would suck for the, you know, the fans of those, 
small school. I, I, yeah, like, I have but, no problem with it because I'm a USC fan, so I know I'd be getting a great product. I think that would happen relatively rarely um, because I think most times guys would say, you know what, well, first of all, you should be able to go pro, is my opinion. Like, I think if, if you have the talent to go pro, you should be able to go pro. So I think most guys would not want to transfer to a bigger school and make more money in college athletics. If you came in as a diamond in the rough, which almost never happens, by the way, certainly in basketball, right? It's very rare that a that a top guy who's good enough to go to the NBA suddenly gets discovered a year into his time at Kent State, for example, because basketball, everybody knows who the best players are typically already. Um, but if that happened, then you'd probably just go pro. You wouldn't try to transfer. In football, maybe you would transfer, but a lot of guys don't want to sit out. And by the time you transferred, you'd only have one year left under existing rules to play, so you'd probably stay where you are. So I don't really think that would happen. we got loaded lines, 877-996-6369. Um, I, I, the, the, the issue here is, to me, you should be able to make money off your talent the moment that you turn 18 years old. And there are a lot of people out there who say, oh, you know, and again, we're going to go to your calls, but a lot of people say, oh, well, what happens if these 18-year-olds go pro and then they aren't successful? I mean, my question is, why do you care? Right? Like, why is there paternalism in sports like that? That's life. People go and try to do things all the time. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. There are thousands of people over the next few years who will move to Nashville, Tennessee to try to make a living as country music singers in this city. And they'll wait tables, and they will do whatever they have to to try to get their break and become superstars in country music. They're 18 years old, a lot of them, 19 years old. Most of those people will fail because they won't be good enough, because the breaks won't happen for them. But you know what they'll do? They'll end up making a living doing something else. You don't care. I don't hear anybody ever say, you know what? Why are we letting these 18-year-olds join the Marines? People out there are like, oh, an 18, 19-year-old wouldn't do very well in the NFL or the NBA. I don't ever hear anybody say, man, that 18-year-old's probably going to not do very well in the Marines. We don't try to protect kids when it comes to graduating from high school, getting an M16 put in their hands, and tell them to go walk around in Afghanistan and Iraq and get shot at. They're putting their lives on the line at 18 years old before they can even buy a beer. I don't hear anybody like, oh, yeah, more power to those kids, but they're making decisions at 18 that put their lives at risk. Worst case scenario, if you don't make it as an NBA player, you go back and do something else. Worst case scenario, if you don't make it as an NFL player, you end up doing something else. Danny G and Robert are out. Danny G and Justin are out in LA. How many people move to LA every year to try to become actors and actresses? A lot of them don't make it at 18 and 19 years old. I don't hear anybody saying, oh, man, what happens if you move to LA and you don't become a superstar? Well, then you make a living doing something else. That's life. So I'm not concerned about the outcome. There's a lot of people out there who get outcome determinant. If you don't make it, then you can go back to school, try to get an education, or you can go into normal jobs. Happens every day. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. John Campbell uh, at oddshark.com. John, you, I think, have done some really good work here. And one of the things that you looked at in the protest, and we've talked about the protest a lot on Monday and Tuesday, but one of the things you looked at was how well did these guys actually perform when they protested? And you found something fascinating that when you looked at the two teams, take out five of them where they basically did the same thing. Either they didn't come out of the locker room like the Seahawks and the Titans, but when you looked at the number of players that kneeled and the amount of protesting, you found that the team that protested more went 1-10 in 10 against the spread. Yeah, exactly. 1-10 in 10 against the spread. And I had a few people ask me about this on Twitter, and uh, when I started looking into the numbers, I, I, I thought I'd come up with something that was about 50-50 or where we didn't have something definitive. And when I kind of put it together, I used a, an article from National Public Radio that, that had every team's, uh, what they did, every team before before the game. When you put it together just kind of sat back and went, wow. And I think the NFL's really opened them up here to, to ask the question is, what impact did this have on the field on the weekend? And your finding was that, again, for people out there, the spread, if you had just bet on teams that protested the least, 
you would have gone 10 and 1 if you had bet on teams that protested the most relative to their competition in that game you would have gone 1 and 10 which honestly kind of ties in with what we hear from coaches a lot right that they worry about the focus of their teams and the theory i guess would be that the teams that were focused on the protesting the most ended up playing the worst relative to expectations yeah, absolutely. I think anybody who bets on sports or follows sports, a lot of them would agree that football is probably where the sport where preparation is most important. And, and you said it, you hear coaches talk about this all the time. As it turns out, Las Vegas and sportsbooks had one of their best NFL Sundays ever. Underdogs went 11-4-1 against the spread overall, and home dogs went 7-3 and straight up. So a lot of people had a really tough weekend, and, and I think a lot of people had trouble handicapping these games. I'm curious. Okay, let's move into the games themselves this week. We got a bunch of interesting ones. I think maybe the most interesting game of the week, honestly, USC on the road in Pullman at Washington State. This game opened at 6 and a half. It's now down to USC three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Washington State is going to win this game outright. Are you with me? What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. This, this one surprised me, and USC's had a couple of tough games here uh, in a row, and, and I think they're going into a real tough situation against a, a real good passing team. I, I think they're in trouble. I think that game should be closer to a pick. Uh, Georgia going on the road against Tennessee. The Bulldogs are around a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. This could be Butch Jones' last stand. I haven't bet this game yet because I'm nervous about this game in general. Georgia and Tennessee in Butch Jones' four years so far have basically been even contests. What do you see in this one? Is Georgia really a full touchdown better talent-wise than Tennessee, or is this kind of factoring in what many people believe, which is it's just hard to rely on Tennessee right now given – what they're going through in terms of Butch Jones and his future there? Well, I I think this line's a little inflated because of what Georgia did to Mississippi State last week and just absolutely obliterated them uh, against a team that we thought was pretty good. So any time in this matchup when when the home team's getting a touchdown, it just feels like too much to me. But, boy, Tennessee is is a mess right now, and and, uh, Butch Jones is the second favorite to be fired, the first coach to be fired in college football right now. When you look at Clemson, Virginia Tech, Clemson, arguably the most impressive, maybe the second most impressive. Either way, they're the first or second best team, I think most people would say so far. They've got a road win at Louisville. Uh, They already, obviously, have gotten a big win over Auburn, who looks pretty decent. Now they're going on the road against Virginia Tech. Odds makers, even though Clemson's going on the road, making them a full touchdown favorite, which to me means people aren't quite buying into undefeated Virginia Tech. Are you buying into Virginia Tech? Yeah, yes, I am, and, and it surprised me kind of how under the radar Virginia Tech has gone here. They're two and one against the spread, or three and one against the spread as well so far. So they've been covering numbers, and Blacksburg at night is, is no joke. I don't think Clemson's just going to walk in there and beat these guys by double digits. So they've got a really uh, balanced offense, and I think that's what you need to keep up with Clemson and keep this defense a, a little on its heels. So I, I think a touchdown's way too much to be given Virginia Tech here. Mississippi State was the darlings of college football after they beat LSU by 30. Then they went on the road and got their teeth kicked in by Georgia. Now they're going on the road again against Auburn. Auburn's nearly a 10-point favorite here. What are we thinking? Well, I, I love Auburn. I was on them last last weekend, even though they were laying a, a huge number on the road. But this feels like too much to me, too. I, I, Mississippi State had a bad game, and uh, they definitely deserve to lose that. But now I think they're getting too many. Even though I really like this Auburn team, I think they're, they're laying too many points. All right, let's pivot over to the NFL. And tomorrow we've got an interesting Monday night game, the Bears against the Packers. Maybe the, I mean, sorry, Thursday night game. Maybe the most intriguing aspect of the NFL so far is we've only had three weeks and there's only two undefeated teams. The Falcons are obviously undefeated and the Chiefs, one AFC, one NFC. Uh, what do you think about that Thursday night game tomorrow? Obviously the Packers coming off a game where they had to, to rally against the Cincinnati Bengals, the Bears coming off a big win. Uh, where they got it, I mean, pulled off a huge upset win over the Steelers. What do you see here? Well, one of the interesting things is that Aaron Rodgers has started slowly in his games this year, and he's way better in the second half than he is in the first. So I think Bears are worth a shot here first half in this divisional matchup where Rodgers has been slow to get going. And once again, the Packers are having trouble getting a rushing game going. So Bears' first half is where I think the value is in this one. 
Game that I think is one of the biggest ones that's going to be taking place, uh, the Titans going on the road against the Texans. If the Titans can win this game on the road, they would have won their second division game on the road, and they would knock the Texans down to 1-3 and three and move to 3-1 and one themselves, which would give them an early big lead in the division. Titans a one-and-a-half point favorite. They've looked very good the past two weeks. Who you got? I'm on Houston. I think this is the toughest game of the week to call. I'm on Houston. I think Houston had a really unfortunate, tough start to the season with Hurricane Harvey, and uh, and they've, they've struggled at quarterback. But I think Deshaun Watson looked pretty good last week. Their defense is coming around, and I think being at home here, i got to go Houston, but, man, this is a tough game for me. Raiders-Broncos is, is a pretty fascinating game because both these guys lost last week after starting 2-0. and now one of them is going to lose two straight. Denver is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, which means the Raiders would be two-and-two two, or the Broncos would be two-and-two. Two. I think this is one of a massive game out there, obviously, in the AFC West. What do you see in this one? Yeah, huge game here, and I think Denver's a little more comfortable at home. I think Simeon just, just feels a lot better there. So I'm leaning Denver, but it, but this spread feels too high. This, this, this one should be a coin toss to me. I think it can go either way, but this is maybe the game of the week. Anything else that jumps out at you from the NFL slate that you think is a fascinating one? Well, I, I think the Falcons. Uh, I, I still don't think they're they're getting they're laying enough points. I think Matt Ryan's the best QB that we've seen in the NFL in a while, and and to lay only eight versus the Bills, I think they're going to blow the Bills away. So, and I think we're going to start to lose value on Atlanta after this. So that's one I really like. Outstanding stuff as always, John Campbell. Thanks for coming and uh, hanging out with us. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. We're also discussing another fascinating issue. We're talking about the decision by many fans to start to cancel their NFL Sunday ticket. You get a full refund if you are a DirecTV NFL Sunday ticket subscriber. A lot of people started to tweet me yesterday that they were doing that. Some fans are angry about the NFL protest They want to take action. They want to actually put their money where their mouth is and take away money that they see as being given to the NFL, even if technically it's going to the DirecTV. That's a move that they are making, and I asked you to call in if you had been doing that. I'm curious how widespread that is becoming. If 3,000 people do it, that turns into a million-dollar loss for DirecTV. I think that's certainly going to happen. If 10,000 people do it, Well, that's a $30 million loss. If 100,000 people do it, well, you can start to do the math on that. It's becoming pretty substantial. How many people might be willing to cut their NFL Sunday ticket subscriptions? Uh, Jeremy in North Carolina, I believe, is leaving us off here. Jeremy, have you done it? Have you cut your NFL Sunday uh, ticket price to DirecTV? Yeah, Clay, we actually did on uh, on Sunday um, after the first wave of protests started at the 1 o'clock games. We decided we weren't watching football at all. Uh, we've been Sunday ticket subscribers for the last seven years, and uh, we stopped watching the games. My wife on uh, Monday decided to call into DirecTV to cancel because we weren't going to pay for something we weren't going to use. And uh, she was met with a little bit of ridicule by the person on the phone. She was asked, you know, uh, or she was told, well, we don't normally cancel the Sunday ticket. And she said, well, you're going to cancel my Sunday ticket or I'm going to cancel my service, one or the other. And the guy asked her why. So she told him that, uh, you know, the protest and the fact that we weren't going to be watching the NFL was the reason why. And he asked her, well, you don't think that they have the right to protest, which he shouldn't have gone into this. But then she went into to telling him how, uh, as a veteran, she served in the Navy for uh, you know over a decade, uh, was serving in the Navy during 9/11, launched cruise missiles, um, suffers from PTSD, and she said that as a naval veteran, it's somebody that fought for their right, um, you know, to stand or sit or kneel or or what have you. That she that she found it very disrespectful, and that our house was not going to. So you're quitting. You're th- first of all, thanks for your wife's service. But you're you're quitting the NFL cold turkey. Like yes. you're not watching it at all anymore. I'm not watching it at all anymore, Clay. And I was the person that lived and died 
with my team every Sunday. Um, and it was, you know, everybody knew if, if my guys lost, I was going to be in a bad mood. Dad was going to be pissed. Don't go around dad. And but I'm you're so upset by this that you're just like, I'm quitting it. I'm not watching it anymore. And you were so upset that you wanted to take the next step and actually take your money back that you believed had been given to the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when my wife told this person, uh, this particular person, her reasons for it, he, uh, the the gentleman on the other end of the phone, and I use gentleman lightly, told her that she is what is wrong with this country. The direct TV person which, on the on the on the phone with you said that. Yes. Wow. To which she replied. To which she replied, I serve this country in the, in the Navy. I pay my taxes. I go to work every day. I raise a family. I've never been arrested. And I'm what's wrong with this country. Um, luckily for DirecTV, she was immediately transferred to somebody else. Um, this one individual I don't think represents all of DirecTV. She spoke with three or four other people, and I won't get into their whole conversation, but they were but very the end- apologetic. And the end result was that she ended up being able to cancel the NFL Sunday ticket. Well, not only did the NFL Sunday ticket get canceled, they actually went through the entire bill line by line and found where we could save some additional money at things of that nature. Wow. Um, but so you and, got actually – And that, after – Yeah. I appreciate the call, by the way. Uh, that's crazy to get into a debate. Like this is maybe how divided the country is. You call in to get your NFL Sunday ticket turned off and you get into a debate with the guy who is actually making the decisions about whether you can cut NFL Sunday ticket or not. Oh my God. That's like the worst possible scenario for direct TV. They're lucky direct TV is assuming that that, that that story is true, that the audio didn't get out. Good Lord. Uh, let's go to, is it Trey and Austin up next? Yes. Trey and Austin. What's up, my man? Yo, uh, I just want to bring up, I think two years ago, uh, I signed up for DirecTV, and I got mine for free. I know they were doing a promotion where yeah. NFL, the Sunday ticket comes in free. And I just wanted to know how many uh, people were, like, getting it for free and still calling in trying to get it canceled or whatever. And I'm like, you're already getting it for free. Uh, not, like what Jeremy just said, uh, the fact that uh, he called in and got an American person on the phone is crazy. Every time I call in, it's some dude in India that doesn't – know what's going on i tried to uh cancel tell them to block my espn and just leave it on the other packages and they're like no we can't do that <laughs> i appreciate i appreciate the call yeah look i mean i think that uh a lot of people certainly get it for free so i mean it may not be coming directly out of their package i've always been surprised that there's only two million people who subscribe to this because me personally the only reason i would have direct tv is for the nfl sunday ticket Otherwise, I mean, I would use cable service probably, right? I use cable now. Paul in Kentucky. What's up, Paul? This was a lot like your first caller. I uh, I tried to call. I called in on Monday, and the lady told me that I couldn't cancel because it had already started. And I told her, basically, then, then you're going to have to cancel my entire service. I'm going with, with Dish because I live in the country where I can't get cable, so I have to do satellite. Yep. And she said, well, you don't, and she said the same thing. You don't think they have the right to protest? I said, absolutely. They can do it on Thursday at City Hall. I don't care, but they can't do it on their job, just like I can't at my job. And she still insisted I couldn't do it. And I basically so, said, look, hold on a second, like, Paul. You had the same all. issue when you called DirecTV. You got into a dispute, like the person was like arguing with you about whether or not people should be able to protest. Yes, and it was a a lady, and. Yeah. The same thing, and you could you could hear her making snide comments in the background as she was looking up my thing. You know, after I told her why I was canceling. Wow! But, and so this know, must have just, become a big enough issue for Directv that they're now publicizing the fact that you can do it. That they're giving full refunds for NFL Sunday ticket. They must be getting a lot of calls about this now. Paul, are you giving up the NFL completely? I, I am until they stop kneeling. Now I'm a huge football fan. And, you know, the, the frustrating part with me with this was they did not cancel my NFL ticket on Monday. I had to call back Tuesday, and then they were super polite about it all. Which probably but means Monday that they, they got a stopped. ton of these calls and they were getting such negativity that they had to issue a corporate response. Thank, thanks for the call, Paul. Um, I mean, that look, I mean, I don't know how many people are doing this. Let's go to Larry in Kentucky. Larry, what's up? Hey, buddy. Thanks 
thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, I also uh, canceled my uh, Sunday ticket. See, the only way I could watch uh, football uh, was with a Sunday ticket because I didn't have any uh, local channels with DirecTV. So um, that that was my only go. So yeah, after everything that went down, I had to cancel it. So you and, were so uh, upset, you NFL called fan, in like you know? you're you're quitting the NFL completely then. Oh yeah, yeah. See, my wife, she was in the uh, she was in the Marines, and uh, you know when she saw this, you know I looked, uh, you know I looked over at her, and she's shedding a tear, and she's one of the strongest women I know. And I'm and I asked her like, babe, what's going on? And she's like, this this just really upsets me. And she actually had to leave the living room, and uh, you know, which that really upset me too. It hit me, they hit me in the field. So I actually did call, and I canceled my Sunday ticket. And like Jeremy, you know, they was giving me giving me all kinds of all kinds of hell for it. So uh, you know, it kind of got kind of got heated a little bit but you know after it's all said and done yes i canceled it and and i'm you know i'm, I'm just not gonna i'm not gonna watch it anymore and, and and it's sad that it's come to this i just i just don't understand the 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 way america's going it's crazy because sports and, and football is it's, it's the go-to the get out from reality and now it's just becoming you know it's a political sport now it seems like to me it's a great call so uh, and and thank you, your wife, for service there. And you said you got into it with a direct TV, like they, they the, the person who you were talking to on the phone was also being, in your mind, disrespectful about your request? Yeah, it's very rude. They didn't understand why I was doing it. And I asked them, I said, you know, do you or any of your, you know, family members, have, have they served before? And uh, they're like, no, 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 they haven't. So, and then, you know, you know, then we got into it. And I told them, you know, my wife does, you know, you know, she, the, the reason the reason that they can stand is because because of people like my wife and because of people that's in the military that you know they, they they give you they give you the reason to stand you know you're standing because of their fighting out there for for your freedom for you to be able to stand here in the United States and and for football to go like this you know especially NFL these the, the, these over overpaid pussy willows are uh, they have no idea what they're doing to society out here I mean I'm sure they do but they don't care because all they're doing is laughing to the bank on their knees. So. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to uh, Mike. And and by the way, you will hear a lot of people, and you will see it a lot in the media. Like, I feel like I do this show in many respects. Like, the First Amendment is alive and well here, right? And we try to have a wide variety of perspectives and opinions every single day on this show. may not agree with me all the time. As I always say, you don't have to agree with me. You can be wrong. I obviously believe that my opinion is right. But I also welcome all of your opinions, right? Big Welcome, First Amendment, alive and well here. What you will hear many people say is that people like this don't exist, right? I feel like you will hear so many people, probably today, when the ratings are down 11% through three weeks, you will hear people say over and over and over again, people like the ones calling into us right now don't exist. There's nobody out there actually canceling NFL Sunday ticket over this. There's nobody out there actually watching less NFL over this because primarily the voices that you hear are people on the East Coast and people on the West Coast. And I always say I like to talk to people in the middle part of the country, right? I feel like my base is the 11 states in the SEC, the Big Ten states, and the Big 12 states. We're also big everywhere, right? We got lots of people who download the show everywhere, and I welcome all of you. But I feel like a lot of times the people in the middle part of the country get ignored when it comes to media coverage. And I've spent a lot of time. I went to school on the East Coast. I've lived basically on the West Coast too. I've lived all over the country. But I feel like a lot of people like the ones calling in right now, their story doesn't get told in the same way as if you live on either in New York City or you live in L.A. Let's go to Mike in Virginia Beach. What's up, Mike? I listen to you guys every single day. I'm just calling away on the direct TV thing. I, I live in Virginia Beach. I'm surrounded by the biggest military bases in our some of the biggest military bases in the world. Um, I feel like these guys, I'm, and, I'm, and I tend to be extremely conservative, but this is football. And after this week of protests, I don't know if you can agree with me or the rest of the guys at the station there, but I feel like this was probably one of the best weeks of football I'd seen in so long. The competitiveness, the team unity, Whatever it was, I just felt that it was a good thing. I will not be canceling my subscription to Rec yeah. TV. You know, um, and, and I understand that argument, like too. I, I mean, look, I, and I appreciate the call. I, I appreciate all of you out there who have the courage of your convictions, who are willing to say, you know what, this matters so much to me that I am not going to support it with my dollars or I'm not going to support it with my time. I appreciate all of you. 
That is literally the courage of your convictions. That's letting your voice be heard. I am of the opinion, like, it's hard for me to think of what could happen that I would not watch an NFL or a college football game. I guess I don't have the courage of my convictions in that respect. I said that I was not happy that the Tennessee Titans, which are my team that I'm a season ticket holder, did not come out for the national anthem. That's my personal opinion. And it took me out of enjoying the game for like 15 or 20 minutes. I was thinking about the impact of both the Seahawks and the Titans not coming out of their locker rooms for the national anthem. That did not make me happy, right? And I'm not even a guy who's a hardcore, you should play the national anthem before games person. But when it's being done, and I see the team that I support with my dollars, right? I cut a check every year for season tickets. I have for years. Uh, my wife was at the game with our middle child, and I she texted me, everybody's booing. Like, I was excited to watch this game, and it took me out of the game. Now, I'm not willing to take the next step and say, I'm not going to buy my season tickets next year. But would I feel differently if one of my family members had served in the military or died? I, I might well. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 